Welcome back guys to season three, episode one of Mic Drop Music Talk. I'm your host, Jessica O'Connor, and I have a very special guest in the studio with me this evening, the one, the only, Noah. It's me. Hi. <laughs> it, it's me. <laughs> Just like the lion from The Lion King. I had Just to like ask. Her. Yep. Yes. Except there's a silent H. So yes. it's N H A L A. Yep. Not to be confused with Nahala. No. Nohala. No, Nahala. 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 Yeah. Nahala. So, so why Nala? I'm assuming you're just like a big fan of The Lion King. Um, I actually was a super fan as a child. Yeah. I was born in 1994, so like that was the, the movie at yeah. the time. You're not a child anymore. You're all grown up, right? And you're taking music seriously. Like this yes. is your your path. It's been your path for a long time. Mm -hmm. You were telling me that you played the drums. You play a lot of different instruments. Like yes. this is something you've been working on since childhood. Yeah, and without knowing, um, my family was really just like. We had musical instruments all over our house. Yeah. Like growing up, it wasn't, it wasn't like this pursuit or career. It was just, you know, pick up a guitar, learn it. My dad played. My mom sang. My sister was a singer. Like, it wasn't ever something I was looking forward to doing in my life. Yeah. Um, it was just a part of your growing up. Yeah. I thought honestly, I thought everyone. <laughs> and have that like upbringing and like knowledge of music. Yeah. Um, and just the older I got, you know, there was places to plug it, like church. I played drums in church for years. Mm -hmm. I wasn't supposed to be on the praise team. It was for like the high school group. Yeah. Um, but I just showed up to a tryout. You're like, nah, played. I got this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I want to play drums somewhere. So. So it was like you in a band with a bunch of high schoolers. Yeah. Like rocking out. Pretty much. I yeah. love that. Um, and I love that your parents were so, like, supportive and there was no definitely. question. Yeah. I spent more of my time in dance and, like, gymnastics and cheerleading. Yeah, I cheered, too. Yeah. I love that. Did you do competitive? Of course. And you're from <laughs> Texas, right? Yes. And you guys have to understand, competitive Texas cheerleading, I'm from Florida. Okay. So Texas, Same. Florida, and California, mm -hmm. and Georgia, I would say, are, like, top tier of the all-star cheerleading world. Who did you 100%. cheer for? What gym? Um, cheer Star Athletics. Okay, yeah. Shout I've out Cheer Stars. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was like America's best, like yes. those type competitions. Dude, yeah, we were in the exact same era. That's oh wild. Oh my God. It's so different now. We I could do a whole separate talk on that. I but, know. I mean, yeah, don't even get me started on that. I mean, that was, you know how it is then. It was like life. I definitely credit that upbringing to like my performance yeah now. like I, guess, I say that all the time yeah. and just like your ability to like I feel like all-star cheerleading was honestly amazing prep for the entertainment industry because there was so much rejection it was like super cut Criticism, yeah super time consuming like it was almost wow I it's know. almost like this is like filling Your that void. Now? Yeah. yeah. Because I put so much time, like the same kind of worth, work ethic into like this kind of stuff right. now. It's I mean, wild. it was hours, yeah. hours of practice. And, and yeah, I think, you know, you start that young getting a high from like 
a crowd. Oh yeah. And performing oh, yeah. that way. I mean, because these are like arenas, you know, uh-huh. it's huge. And so I think the older I got, I don't know, it's like an addiction in your head. It's like, yeah. oh, but I need to perform. I need to keep performing. Damn, dude. I never yeah. even like realized this about myself. <laughs> it's but pretty you're nuts. so great. I think uh-huh. it kind of did like originate with, with cheer. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm on something. I do know that, I mean, I credit all of my performance skills to that. Yeah. And, and also just like looking for more outlets to do that. I think that's why I ended up. It ended up being music. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of just a combination of your hobbies. It's like, well, I love to perform. I love making music. Why not just go all the way? That was exactly my realization. Wow. I never, I mean, my sister was like a phenomenal, still is, a phenomenal vocalist. Um, And my brother like produced from like a child. Like we had a whole studio at our home and I was like, I'm the middle child. Same. Okay. Oh my gosh. We got so much in common. <laughs> so you know, it's that constant. Wait, and I have a brother and a sister too. Which one's older? Older sister, younger brother. That's what I am. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Wait, God. that's great. Yeah. I love that. So uh, yeah, I feel like that's why we definitely understand each other on definitely. like a lot of levels. I'm realizing now. <laughs> But yeah, middle child, and you have the older sister, younger mm-hmm. brother, and you actually were in a DJ duo with your sister. Yes. So how, tell us about that. How did that go? Because <laughs> I'm assuming it's not a, a thing anymore. It's not. But it was. It was. Um, and what was that like? How did it start? How, how was it at its peak? How did it end? Like, give us the, okay. the spark notes. Okay, if I'm talking too much interrupt me yeah this this could go (laughs) Uh, there's so many parts to this story so I moved to LA because my sister got on The Voice oh wow yeah and we came from a super small town uh like population 10,000 I mean it's tiny wow what's not even a mall there's not even a mall no Snyder, Texas. Yeehaw! Shout out Snyder. Deep in the heart of Snyder (laughs) um and I actually I loved my hometown but I'm just, I'm a very, like, adventurous person. Or, yeah, like, you need, like, more movement, more energy. Yeah. yeah, so my sister's like, I have to go to L.A. After being there, you know, she shot the show for, it was, like, three months. And she's like, I got to go. Yeah. And my parents are like, you can't go alone. So I'm like, I'll go. <laughs> like, straight out of high school. Wow. So I didn't go to college. We moved straight to Hollywood. That's crazy. And when I say Hollywood, we moved to Hollywood Boulevard. Of course. Like, <laughs> We, right? Like, when you don't know any better, you're like, here I am. I know. I mean, we didn't even know where we were. Yeah. The apartment shopped for forever, and it, my dad was so frustrated. It was, like, the end of the day. We had no idea we were on Hollywood Boulevard. He's like, Boulevard. fuck it, you're living on Hollywood Boulevard. I don't yeah, care. like, we signed the lease. We didn't even see the apartment. Yeah. And next thing we know, we're moving. Yep. So, anyway, we're here. I have no plan. You know, I just moved here. Yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not going after anything. I got, like... My first real job at Victoria's Secret. Yes. Um, you know, just, just, just kind of figuring things yeah. out. Um, and as everyone who first moves to Hollywood young, mm-hmm. I was 19. Yeah, 22 when I moved, yeah. Yeah, like it could Fresh be a battlefield. So I find myself in the party scene. Mm-hmm. And you know how crazy... I mean, you can go deep into that scene. Yeah. So I'm out every night 
every night. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I'd never seen DJs before. I'd never been to a You're club like, before. Yeah. We go to an after party, and it's this DJ duo mm-hmm. at the time who's popping off. Yeah. Um, like, top of the DJ charts. And my sister comes with me. We meet them there, and they just see our chemistry, me and my sister's chemistry, like party chemistry. They're like, we, these girls can fucking party. Right? No, like seriously. Because <laughs> we did everything together, you know? Yeah. We were like attached at the hip. Yeah. And they're like, you guys should become a DJ duo like us. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God. Like, success. Yes. Yeah, like I've been in LA for like four months, like I've made it already. No, that's so pretty crazy though. It yeah. was, it was insane. We flew to so Miami. A, so a DJ duo basically just approached you and your sister at a party and was like, you guys know how to fucking party. Yeah. You should do this. It was kind of like a relationship that started growing yeah. before. And they, they knew, obviously, your, your music background or no. It was yeah, literally they just, did. Okay, yeah. They're like, they're musical. They're fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a relationship building. And, like, that's why they ended up asking us to do it. Yeah. We meet the manager you know, it's this concept. It's like an idea for a really long time that they're talking about. They're like, we can do this with you guys and, you know, put you on these stages yeah. and all these things. So I'm in. I'm like, you know what? That sounds like money. I'm in for it. Like, I'm going for it. So That's awesome. Yeah, our first show ends up being Dre's Vegas. Yeah, the, another weird parallel with okay. our lives. So before this... I used to work as a booking agent for open format DJs. So, okay. like, exactly like what you and your sister did. Like, yeah. Dre's, like, Encore, like, all those big, like, Vegas clubs. I was, what? like, the one behind the computer, like, booking the dates. Yeah. Bizarre. That's wild. That's really weird. But that is, like, so I know exactly, like, mm-hmm. the kind of shows you guys were playing. Like, okay. that's so fun. You probably had the best time. Our first show at Dre's, they wouldn't even let me in. I can't believe I was, your first show ever was at Dre's, I know, too. I That's can't fucking either. crazy. It just, it went from... Zero to 100. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no in-between or this, like, struggle or... And so <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking, like, wow. It, you know, you move to Hollywood and it you make this it. fast. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Hollywood dream. So, anyways, yeah, super young. Um, we're playing... I mean, huge festivals like the Nissan Stadium in Nashville. I'll be on another level. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. We did like a quick tour. And honestly, I mean, that's definitely when I realized performance. Like, I ha- I have to do it. Like. Oh, we had a badass set. Like, yeah. we can do more than this. My sister was awesome at singing, and we did put out songs and stuff that we had written and sang on. Um, but we start singing for our DJ sets because yeah. we're like, we might as well. Yeah. So she would sing the, you know, the big vocal songs. And this was probably in the era when like that melodic EDM was like fucking yes. huge, right? Oh, yes. I, I miss that. Like I will cry if I hear like. It's all about house music now. I know. Yeah. Like but clarity. Yes, that's exact. That was like the song that was playing in my head. Like that you are. So you had songs yes. like that. Oh, it was epic. Yeah. And then I would take the more like 
the easier vocal songs. Yeah. But I would get out there and I would choreograph dancing and, you know, because I danced for forever. So yeah. we were totally taking it to this level that was not necessary. What DJs were, uh, really? Like, <laughs> DJs, you don't have to do all that. <laughs> yeah, they were not doing this. So anyway, I just remember feeling I wanted to give more and I wanted to do more. And yeah. I think maybe mentally I was ahead of myself because I would write these songs and then like show our manager and he'd be like eh, maybe not yeah or like they'd be like this is good but we need your sister to sing it like I started like mm. recording for you know just doing more and I think at some point I started getting really frustrated yeah and it, it had nothing to do with my sister it was just it's really hard to be in a career with a sibling like yeah I because, could imagine yeah it wasn't her calling the shots yeah but it makes you start resenting like wait a second like you know I did this and she did like you start keeping tallies and yeah it got to a point where we both I remember we had a talk and we're like is this worth our relationship because it it can get really toxic I mean like yeah it's constant work you know it's traveling um she'd had a really close relationship with one of our managers it it felt like a recipe for like a Britney Spears, Jamie Lynn situation. <laughs> not that not, extreme, not maybe. as bad. But like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a perfect example of like kind of like that sibling rivalry and it like mm -hmm. overflow, like in a professional environment and kind of overflowing to personal. And like now right. they're, you know, I'm sure they don't even talk. So it's like you would, I'm sure never want right. to get to that point with your sister. Right. Well, who I you think, were close enough to do this with in the first place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think we're so close that we just knew, like, no. Yeah, we're like, this like, is not it. This yeah. is more important than, you know, anything this is offering. But that's so, pretty crazy that you guys walked away from it because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people wouldn't have that same, like, morals and values to be like, right. no, I value this more than a mon the money and a tour and being jet set and, like, like you said, making it right off the right. bat. Right. So now you kind of, it seems like, traded making it by, like, the easy route maybe right. and now you're kind of doing it yourself the hard way yeah yeah and I think I don't think I realized how hard that would be on your own journey yeah because it was so easy yeah I mean it was instant that makes sense that makes yeah sense. so yeah. it was it was kind of easy to be like you know what let's move on to the next thing yeah um and I was actually really excited because I had I'd had all these songs I'd written and produced I learned to produce through um, our project, Delora. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't have that skill really before, but because I had learned it and I'd spent so much time doing it, when our DJ duo ended, I was like, okay, I Which have Which it this. ended when? Um, I would say maybe top of 2016 or okay. 2015, around yeah. there. I think we tried for a little bit on our own without our management, and it was just... Not the same. Yeah, it wasn't working out. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I have all these songs have this new skill I know how to produce yeah I'm decent at singing like eh, maybe I'm just gonna try and put these songs out under yeah. a name mm -hmm. so at the time my Instagram name was black bangs mm -hmm. don't like I had, I, had, I, had, I literally <laughs> yeah. had black bangs and so my name was black bangs it was a different time it, it was, was a different time so I start putting out music of my own. Mm -hmm. um, and my first song, I think, got like 70K on Spotify. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like that's... It's so easy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, seriously. This music like, thing is easy. Yeah, I was like, I don't even care if people like it or whatever. Like, I, I just, 
I need these songs out. Yeah. But it got a pretty good reaction. Yeah. So I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And I look back now and it's hilarious because I would put out a song like, I'd put out a song on Spotify and then another one two days later. Yeah. And another one three days later. Like, no scheduling, no... And like, yeah, release plan. The fact that you had an arsenal like that, though, to just, like, fire them off, yeah. you know? And now I'm sure it takes you much longer it to does. come up with a single song versus, like, firing them off like they're mm-hmm. free candy or something. Yeah, I think, you know, EDM production's a lot different as well. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a formula to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can literally copy and paste a session. Yeah. So, you know, you make the intro... And then you do the build up, and it, like it's very um, mathematic, if you will. Okay. So I think it was a lot easier to put out songs then for that reason. Yeah. But because I wanted to experiment more with real musicianship and, you know, put in my knowledge of music, that's when things started like slowing down a little bit because then I realized. You know, I want a sick guitar player on my songs. I want somebody that can like rip a bass line or. Yeah. I wanted better music um, and the style that I liked, which kind of, like, was leaning towards rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's only because I had a scratchy voice, honestly. Like, really? Really. Like, so that's not, like, the music you like to listen to? It's not the music I grew up with. Yeah. Like, what did you grow up with? Pop. Like, yeah. mainstream pop. <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, like, you know, it was the time of, like, like, Christianity was huge when we were kids. So, yeah. you know, like, our household music was a little bit sheltered growing up. Yeah. Up until, like, high school. And then it was just, like, mainstream. Yeah. Um, but I didn't ever listen to rock and roll. I think, honestly, this is hilarious, but Ashley Simpson was the first artist. Piece of me. Yeah, like, her whole <laughs> autobiography album. That was the first voice I heard that I was like oh my god I could sing this really yeah because she had like so much rasp in yeah I like her voice actually but that's just kind of funny that she she, was ahead of her time (laughs) really she was ahead of her time no I agree like when you go back you're like these songs are sick right I'm gonna have to revisit that and she got roasted for the SNL thing which is like yeah she got a bad rep for you know like the start of her career yeah but she was the first voice I was like oh I can sound like this. Yeah. Um, and she had, like, the big, like, you know, like, shadowed sister reputation. Like, Ooh. you know, like, I kind of felt like there was an identity. You're like, I there. see you, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, like, she's not the same as, like, yeah. her sister's an amazing vocalist. So and, you're not Jamie Lennon Brittany. You're more Jessica and Ashley. <laughs> yeah. And, and just to clarify, me and my sister are, like, super close. Like, yeah. there was never anything weird, I think. It's no, just, but it was more like the industry and the media was kind of they putting you guys story. into that role. Yeah. yeah, it was a story that I felt like, wait, I can kind of relate to this or, like, find my voice within this. Yeah. So... And my parents still to this day, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you guys were raised great. Like, so like, dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we treated you guys fairly, but it's, it's the middle child syndrome thing, honestly. Yeah, that part. So, anyway, so it, it became more rock-leaning.
because of my voice fit there. And also, I just, I'm such an energetic person. Yeah. So when I started kind of listening to more rock, I felt like, like, how did I not, like, dive into this music before? Yeah. It felt... It just felt right. It just connected. Mm -hmm. Like, as soon as I started listening to more of that, um, specifically, like, Aerosmith and... Like, classic rock. Classic rock. Yeah. I was like, okay, there's something here. Like, I want to... I want to dive hard into this. Mm-hmm. So it just slowly started progressing that way up until, I guess, COVID. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's like a whole new section yeah. like to talk about. But Well, we can talk about that right after we play a little game. Are you okay. down? Let's do it. Yeah. With a brand new game section. I got some <laughs> dice here. I thought it was gonna be fuzzy, but it's like more squishy. <laughs> okay. I think it's like a, <gasps> I know. It, it was not, it's not the, what I was expecting. Not the expected texture. But uh, it's like goo. <laughs> I know. But we got some dice here and we're gonna play a little roll and tell. So I'm gonna have her roll the dice. Okay. Whatever side ends up. Each number has a different question okay. in my notes. So roll. <gasps> So, like, you got number four. I'll ask you question number four. <laughs> okay. Easy enough, right? Okay. Roll that dice, girl. One. Oh, easy. Okay. So, we did the perfect, perfect question number one. Okay. Just as we were talking about. So, you were in a DJ duo with your sister. Yes. What was the hardest part of being in business with family? Like, if you had to pick a number one thing that you're like, oh, this was really tough. Hmm. I think the hardest part is that with siblings, there's no, there's nothing you haven't ever said, right? Mm. As kids, you, I mean, you can take it as far as you want with a sibling, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. So versus a professional business relationship where, you know, say, say this the right way to solve the issue. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, like, <laughs> I guess like communication. Communication. Communication would be yeah. the most difficult thing. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Let's give it a roll. Six. Number six. Um, so is it true that you auditioned to be a Dallas Mavericks cheerleader? It is true. Tell us a story. I want to hear about this. I've always wanted to do that low-key. Uh, like professional cheerleading. I feel like I've kind of missed my window now, but... No, you could totally do it. Really? I kind of had it as like a backup plan, like when I'm married and like bored. So it's not too late for me. <laughs> No, I don't think so. No, literally same. I'm like, I think that would just be like a hobby almost. Yeah, because they don't pay. I was going to say, do they get paid? It doesn't pay. So to me, it's like... Like not one dollar. I think I read that you have to make a career of it. So like, you know, you can make calendars and merch and kind of like brand yourself as that. Wow. Yeah. Tea. I did not know that. That's tea. As far as I know. I might be wrong, don't quote me. But yeah, I did try out... um, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I literally... Yeah, I'm sure you just did it for fun. My vision, like, why not? Yeah, my vision was I graduate high school, I go make it on Dallas Cowboys or Mavericks, and that's what I'm doing. Like, Dude. I was like, that's, what, that's my plan <laughs> in life. Um, so I show up without a headshot. I didn't even have... My mom drops me off. I didn't have the cash for the application fee. And they just let me in. They're like, you know what? I think they felt sorry for me. They're, yeah, like, they're like, good. Just let her in. She won't, she's not going to get far. You know, like I was not prepared. Mm-hmm. I ended up making it to the last round. Oh my gosh. And 
I really feel like, you know, if I'd had the headshot in like the papers, I didn't even have an application. I, who knows what would have happened? I might have made the team. Yeah. But there was nothing for them to go off of except the number. <laughs> and so, yeah, last round, I didn't make it. Moved to LA within like a couple months. So and my, then you became a DJ, so it, it's fine. My life would have been so different. What a year. Wow. I so know. You, that must have been a crazy ass year. Yeah. That's like just a crazy turn of events overall. I know. Oh my gosh. Like okay. life altering. Five. Five. Okay. So we touched on this a bit as well. You produce all your own music and you're very fluent in all the softwares like Ableton. Why do you think it's important to self-produce? I think it's important to self-produce because I think it's important to know the ins and outs of your own music. Mm -hmm. I think as an artist, I mean, it just makes everyone's job easier. Four. Oh. So you have empath slash psychic abilities. Yeah. Yes. I selfishly want to know okay. what you picked up on about me. Because I never knew Nala, and you had to have picked up on something to want to come on this show. <laughs> Put her to the test. I mean, personally, I didn't pick up on anything, but I felt like Something was calling me to do this. So this is the first yes yeah. I've I've done in like I'm honored. since before the pandemic. Yes. I've not said yes to anything that had to do with music. Mm -hmm. And when you reached out, I don't know what it's just like gut instinct. I was like, I I responded like instantly. I'm like, yes, I can do it. Yeah. And had no no clue like <laughs> what I just committed myself to. Yeah. I just felt I felt like this was the right thing I needed to do for like a push mm -hmm. to get back into things. And I don't know, it just over, overall felt like peaceful. Yeah. I didn't, I usually can feel when something doesn't feel right, I'll get like a fatigue. Like my yes. body will feel tired. Did you ever work a job that you like fucking hated? Oh, and you come plenty. home and you're like, like, you know that picture of E.T. when he's yes. like, like white and rotting? Like so many of those jobs. Yeah, I, I think I have that too. This one gave me energy. Like God. I was like, oh, I have a podcast to do, yeah. you know? So, I mean, as far as you, like, I can get back to you at the end of this. Yeah. But I do feel like there's a, there is a We've been like reading connection. each other's minds, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously like the Amy Winehouse thing oh, yes. as soon as I walk in. Yeah. Apparently she's a huge Amy Winehouse fan and you know, just just, just right chill on display. Yeah. <laughs> in our brand new setup. So yeah, I don't know, life's weird. Empathically, you have great energy yeah. and I'm loving this. Yeah. <laughs> Score. Yeah. Score for me. Should I roll until I get a three? Yeah, fuck it. Oh god. Three. 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 Okay. If you never went down the path of music, what okay. would your backup parallel universe career be? I guess we said Maverick's dancer, but if there was anything besides that. The thing besides that was probably going to be like hair, makeup, cosmetology school. Yeah, just beauty. Yeah. I don't, I feel like I knew for sure school was over. Yeah. I was like, like, no more school. <laughs> I'm, I just knew I was more of a creative yeah and I was ready to just express myself like whether that was through hair or dance or I didn't know yeah but I'd always I had a journal I'd always write in and I'm like 
whatever comes to me first, I'll do it. Because mm -hmm. I loved so many things. And it just happened to be music. Yeah. And I just, I went with it. I love that. Yeah. And it takes like a lot of confidence, I think, yeah. to get there. And I love that you were just right out the gate. Like, I know who I am. I'm mm -hmm. a creative. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yay! Uh, yay! <laughs> you did it. All right. Great job, sister. This little... I, like, what is this? I like it. It's, I I really... It's like the slime everyone, like... Yeah. Like the ASMR, like, slime texture. Oh, my gosh. You're right. It really is. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that I pushed you to get back into music. What's going on? You got some new stuff coming? I do. What's, what's in the works? So I have a song ready to release. Mm -hmm. And being an independent artist, I feel like the pro of that is that you're in control yeah, of absolutely. releases. And um, over, over the pandemic, I started taking my music more seriously as far as like business mm -hmm. and the, like the release strategy. And I found that it didn't really have a difference from when I just intuitively would release, like now's the right time. And I would just set the release for like next week, yeah. you know, it didn't make a difference on feedback or streaming and then independently, you know, there's no playlisting push or, um, you marketing, know, social, yeah. yeah, there's no marketing unless I'm doing it myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure with labels, with all of that, there's, you know, you have to have a release plan. Oh yeah. But independently, I personally didn't find a difference. So with this next release, I'm gonna do it intuitively. Like, I feel like I wanna, I wanna feel that it's the right time for this song and what it's saying and the energy, like where the world's at. That was one of the hardest things during the Ooh, pandemic was yeah. like, you know, you had a song ready and then every day it was something new on the news and it was like, oh, it's an inappropriate time to, you know, no, that's focus really on me. So. Interesting that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. That's like a real thing in our world right now yeah. that I, I forget what was going on. Maybe it was like the riots or something. And people yeah. are like, how can like these brands and companies have like a infographic about like a riot and then being like, Hey guys, swipe up, you know, yeah, it's like new product. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard, I think. And a lot of companies and corporations and labels like aren't getting it. Yeah. So that is like, I like that you take that into yeah. account. And yeah. I think a lot of that is because there is a release, plan that they have strategized and so they're just following through mm -hmm. because you know there's Ready a lot more people involved yeah. and yeah so you know I think sometimes they can't help but it's like oh well this was what was next on the calendar you know so yeah. that's that is a pro of being independent it's just like you know you call the shots yeah I, there's a lot of shots to be called like I can't get to all of them yeah um but you know someday one day you know, all those jobs hopefully can be I was just going to say, what are you, like, are you hoping to get back on tour again? Or what's the, you, you're, I'm sure you're pushing towards something. Are you right. pushing towards kind of the path you were on as a DJ or something totally different? I mean, I would love to go on a tour. I haven't done a Nala tour. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm just pushing to get back to a solid live show, yeah. which is, I know that's, that's part of my artistry I need to shine yeah. because it's, I would say my strongest uh, skill is in like the whole artistry. On stage, yeah. Yeah, it's the performance aspect. So uh, really I'm just 
aiming for that with yeah. new material. Um, I played a ton of shows before the pandemic happened with an album I had released and an EP. Mm -hmm. I released an album and an EP like the same year. Mm -hmm. And so I had so much material to perform and I was on a roll. So that two year gap, you know, everything slowed down. I had a few releases, but not having the performance aspect really just, I felt like I was like losing my identity for a while. That's real, yeah. Yeah, and it took a while just to find that strength again. I mean, you know, there was the pandemic. I had a personal like trauma happen that year that I will talk about in life at some point. But I think it's important to share that. Yeah. As much as I can share. Legally can. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, your voice is affected by what you go through in life and traumas and so much had happened in those two years yeah. personally that my voice that like rock powerhouse was honestly gone like really? i i couldn't push my voice there wow and mariah carey said something really? like that happened to her yeah like yeah. she like can't get there anymore and as far as the performance thing i remember miley cyrus saying mm -hmm. that she was like scared as fuck to get back on stage wow. you know even like people who we obviously like look up to yeah. are, are feeling that. So. Yeah, people say even like when they, you know, get older and like have kids and like the, the things your body can go through, your voice can change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my last couple releases, I took like, if you uh, blissfully distracted and barefoot. Mm -hmm. Your baby girl, don't play pretend. I live until sun ends Flashing my pretty pink into men's I'm so damn happy I forgot all about those sad, sad songs That I used to love My vocal range is like, you know, it's they're like easygoing songs. Yeah. And a lot of that was because emotionally and physically You just like couldn't get I there. I couldn't. And so I think people were confused confused from where I was coming from before like oh this is new like you know these are chiller songs and that's what I'm so glad to be on this podcast because it's like finally explaining like yeah that's where I was vocally and that's in so my interesting life. Yeah. yeah because I feel like a lot of times artists will go through those like and people think it's like experimental or right. like they're trying to like change their flow or something. But mm -hmm. you're saying it's like literally physiological, like, yeah. like your mental effect. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. It's super interesting. It was that. And I fell in love during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I met my soulmate, my partner. Yes. And I wanted, I didn't feel like I had much angst. Mm -hmm. I didn't even want to be interesting fighting and, you know, like in the state of the world and all that, it was kind of just like, take a back seat, you know, I'm finding love for the first time, you know, like my last serious relationship was like in high school, you know, like wow. I, I was single for a long time. Yeah. And so that was new to me. So my songs are happy, you know, yeah. like for the first time too. It's like, it was just a, just a different time of my life, but looking forward now, mm -hmm. it took, it just took a year two years of the pandemic, but that last year was like finding my strength again, finding my voice again, finding mm -hmm. my identity in a relationship. Like, yeah. 
because I had never been like that feminine character, like I'm the girlfriend, you know, like yeah. I've always just been so independent. Self-sufficient, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like I'm more of a tomboy than I think people know because yeah. I like to play dress up mm -hmm. when it has to do with art. Um, I feel that. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I don't get ready any any day. <laughs> No, like, me either. This, well, I, I know that's like hard to believe for me too, yeah. probably. But when I'm just like myself, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not big. <laughs> no, it's honestly, it's like, it's playing dress up to it's me. It's fun. Yeah. 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 And yeah, like I always had guy friends. All my bands have been all guys. Like mm -hmm. I've just always, I've just always been that rambunctious girl, like getting in trouble and, um. And now you're like, hi, I'm like this dainty little. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it took me a while to like. You know, because when, when I'm not a naturally like a really feminine girl, yeah. So finding myself in a relationship, it's like allowing yourself to be feminine and like allowing yourself to like take the back seat. Yeah, like for I the know. first time being like allowing that energy to be there, you know, for the relationship to be the best to it can thrive, be. Yeah. But then also keeping that like fight I have and you know like that's edge. very relatable yeah yeah so it took I would say like the last year I've spent like finding who I am now because mm -hmm. I mean you, I always say like you can't look you can't compare to like what you were before try to find what you were before it's like who am I who now? am I yeah with everything that has happened now what's the kind of music you're making now you're witnessing it in the process yeah like, <laughs> I mean, I'm so revved right now to dive back into, you know, like my stronger vocals and I'm ready to use my voice again. Yeah. Like, I, always, I say this voice because it's like, Comes from you know, like placement yeah. vocally. This is the voice that I haven't been able to use mm -hmm. um, in like two years. And so with my music from here on, I'm just so excited to like have something to say. Yeah. There's a lot of awareness now for like depression, anxiety, all those things, which I have, you yeah. know, like I go <laughs> through, every, you know, everybody does. Yeah. It's so great that there's awareness now, but the only issue that I've, I personally feel sometimes in entertainment is that it's taken a turn to where now it's being praised or not praise, but like you have to make it's this style of music. Yeah. It's capitalized. Yeah, they profit off of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and but that's only putting a message out to people to feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, I personally don't want to turn on a song that's like saying, you know, what I what I don't feel personally. Yeah. But that's all of pop music. Mm -hmm. So I wanna I wanna with my music be able to give this like polarizing message that like the music is like fuck yeah like all the rest of the music is that is talking about those things but it's saying it's saying something that's making you feel good it's saying something that makes you want to live life and like get excited again and yeah I without actually, being cheesy i actually <laughs> somebody was telling me the other day that like if you go and read the lyrics to the song hey ya by outcast uh -huh. it's apparently like super deep and like wow, okay. upsetting and like there's like a deep message but nobody yeah. catches it because the beat is like hey, 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 and yeah it's so silly so it's like i think that's kind of what you're going yeah, for writing with purpose yeah and 
also creating something timeless, yeah. I think is important too for me as an artist. But yeah, my music now is just like, I want to say, I want to say something. Yeah. I don't want to make a song, write a just session a song. song. Yeah. I want to say something that I feel like needs to be said and not even from my perspective. Like, I feel like some of my best music is when I'm not writing from my perspective. When I'm like, when you can just channel and say, I'm here as a vessel to write a song. Like, what's the song today? Whoa. And you just lay it out, you know? The songs I've actually written that aren't about anything in my life do the best. Really? And, and my, and you know, I'm not a pop, I'm not like huge, but, no, but it's received yeah. better when I'm not um, making a song and out you, of revenge. And you just like or, tap in, you're like, source, give me the song. Yeah. And those are like the most energetic songs to me. The, yeah. It's actually, and maybe other artists feel this way when you write your own music. It's like, sometimes you want to write a song out of revenge or like hurt. Yeah. And once you're past that emotionally, you don't want to sing them again. You know, yes. it's like, I've uh, always wondered about that. Yeah. And I know certain artists, like they'll, they'll like write certain old songs off their set list. They're like, mm -hmm. I'm never playing this one again. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That gets really hard. Um, like there's certain songs I've written that I've played in all my sets now that I'm like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. I don't want to think about or feel what I felt during that time. I, I just want, I want to make new material for that reason. But also the songs like my song Back to the Dark. It is my top song at the moment, but also my favorite song. Yeah. Because um, I just wrote it. I just wrote that song. Like, there it was wasn't like, I had the worst day ever that I, like, you just, yeah. you just came there. It wasn't focused on me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, I have something to say. It was like, this is something coming through me that I think, I think people want to hear. Yeah. Or like, not that I think people want to hear. It's just, do you know what explain. To say? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I had no, I had no intention with that song. Yeah. It was just like. It just happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, with my music from now on, I just, I want it to either be energizing for people and yeah. not not something that's encouraging you know what do they call it self self loathing loathing yeah. self loathing put me in there saying it the right way <laughs> yeah like you know just like let's not let's quit looking at ourselves like enough me 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 i'm depressed i'm this i'm sad it's like let go let's just like let yeah. go and feel something else i'm just i love that i'm personally like ready for that over that yeah, yeah it's like and i i think that'll come too with like you know the world's opening feeling free again yeah like no f false alarms like there's so many false alarms for so long oh my god it's feeling actually like we're getting I think somewhere. We're, I think we're in the clear, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, so the new song. Yes. You have a new song that is coming out whenever it wants to come out. Yeah. But <laughs> what, what's it about, I guess? Can we get any, like, sneak peek, any, like, teaser yes. situation? Um, I will play it for you. Okay. I want to get, like, your honest reaction. Yes. 
Um, this is one of the songs I was talking about vocally that I was still, you know, not ready to use full voice, but it's a really fun song. Mm -hmm. um, this song was one of the channeled songs. I didn't think twice about the lyrics. Yeah. Actually, me and my partner, um, Aaron, whose artist name is Tanner Orange, mm -hmm. we wrote this one night and we were literally laughing. Mm -hmm. Like we, we wrote the hook and there's a part that says tripping balls and high on shrooms. <laughs> and I said that, I'm like, what if I said this? And we had a moment where we were just laughing and I'm like, let's use it. Yeah. And we went with it. And so the song is actually funny, but it's a love song. Um, it's what's the vibe? Like when would somebody put this song on? Like what situation? Can you imagine people listening to this song? Road trip. Road trip. Uh, like poolside. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about that? Like where people listen to your songs? Yeah, like where people want to hear them. Yeah. I always feel like I strive to make car music because that's where I enjoy music the most. Hell yeah. That's where I can feel the most free. Yeah. With any song like loud, you know, windows down. Like that's where I feel the most free and independent in life is my car yeah so I feel like I'm always trying to make music for the car striving for car music yeah <laughs> I um, love that but yeah it's just a good vibe it's not too in your face it's it's laid back but it's very rock influenced there's a ton of electric guitars a guitar solo mm -hmm. um, but it's a lot more pop on my vocals I just with this one I did experiment this is the song that came out and I just I just did it justice. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what this song needs vocally. So I'm singing it a little bit more girly than usual, uh, but I like it. It's fun. Yeah. It's very different for me, but I produced this one with Aaron, just us two on the entire song, mm -hmm. which to me is just so like... Special. It's special. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. It's sweet. And we had a lot of fun making it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too serious. like. Yeah. I hope people can hear that, that it's just lighthearted and... And fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hope people laugh when they hear the lyrics. Like, it's just like, did she really say that? Oh, I'm excited. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah. Yes. Well, you have so much going for you. I'm Thank really excited. You. Thank you for coming. Thank, Thank you. you for coming out of your shell and diving back into music. And I'm just, like, really excited for everything you got going on. Thank it was so, so nice much. talking to you. Thank you for coming through. <laughs> I appreciate you. And I, I really want to hear your song. I, I'm so dead.